0: What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in tonight. Of course, as always, my name is Sandman, and I'm going to be your guide through this strange realm of ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, aliens, conspiracy theories, and other unsolved mysteries that I like to call Parareality. Well, I hope that everyone's having a great start to their spooky season this year. I've been working a lot, and I actually, I haven't even set up, I haven't had time to set up my annual haunted cemetery in the front yard of my house yet. But that's on the top of the to-do list tomorrow. Got the grass all cut this afternoon in prep for putting up this haunted cemetery tomorrow. Can you believe, I I don't know what it's like where you guys live, but for me here living in the, the big nasty it's the middle, literally, of October, and it's 80-something degrees outside. There's still leaves and green on the tree. Hell, my wife has lilies or tulips, or I think they're tulips, in her garden that have started uh, sprouting. I, I mean, its it's crazy. So... I don't know what to say. It's just, it just, it's spooky season. It's, it's fall or autumn, depending on your, how you want to look at it. But I, you know, it's just, it's, it still seems like it's kind of like uh like summer almost outside and it, climate change, man. Pretty soon there's just going to be one season all the time hot. That's just how it's going to be. It, it just doesn't. It hasn't seen, I mean, it's a little bit cooler on the temps, and the humidity is definitely, down here in the south, boy, you know, the humidity is horrible. Uh, So the humidity is definitely way better, but it's still hot as Hades outside, man. And it just, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like it's spooky season. But yet it is, and trust me, I'm happy about it. It's my favorite time of the year. And I think that uh, me and Mrs. Sandman are going to go see the new Bond movie this weekend and hit up some haunted attractions because, like I said, it's spooky season. And Well, you know, we've both been working way too much this month, and we need a little fun in our lives. So go see some Bond and then get, get our scare on. Sounds like a good time to me. But I digress. Enough about that. Last week... I began the countdown of the most haunted locations in all 50 states and I made it through the first 26 so just a little over halfway through so that only leaves me with 24 more to go. I didn't want to make it seem like I was doing some sort of countdown or that any one place was better or more haunted than the others so I decided to do it alphabetically just so you know to try to keep it fair. And I took you all along with me on a haunted road trip from Alabama to Montana and we stopped at the most haunted locations in every state. Well, tonight, the journey continues and we'll make our way through the rest of the U.S. as we pick up on our haunted road trip in Nebraska and finally end in Wyoming. This is part two of the official reality Guide to Haunted Locations in the United States. And of course, to learn more, you'll have to turn on, tune in, and find out. And just like last week, I am going to forego the fan mail section because there's a lot of ground to cover. So I'm just going to cut that out again this week and... uh, bring it back starting in uh, November or on the the first show in November. So uh, we'll just get right into the rest of the Haunted Road Trip Part 2 here in just a second. Reality is a proud member of the Straight Up Strange podcast network. To learn more about all the awesome podcasts that are members of the Straight Up Strange family, go to straightupstrange.com and get strange. Hey, how would you like to be an agent of chaos? What is chaos? It's the knowledgeable apprentices of Sandman and that's what I call my Patreon account members. I'm looking for new agents and I'd love it if you'd sign up to become one. There are three levels of agents and all are extremely affordable, five dollars a month or less. Each level offers exclusive content along with the ability to help create podcast episodes and even the chance to be a guest or a co-host. To learn more, head on over to patreon.com slash reality. 100% of the proceeds from Patreon goes back into producing quality content for this podcast. You are listening to the Reality Podcast, your information source for conspiracy theories UFOs, the paranormal, and all things unexplained. New episodes drop the first Friday of every month at 8 o'clock p.m. Central U.S. time. Listen on your favorite podcast station. Turn on, tune in, and find out. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. So, last week, guys, we started out in Alabama and made our way across the U.S. and made our first or made our last pit stop of the night in Montana. So, tonight, we're going to pick it up in Nebraska and continue on our haunted road trip, finally winding up in Wyoming. So, this is part two of the official Parareality Guide to the most haunted places in all 50 states here in the United States. Some of you may agree with these. Some of you may not. Doesn't matter. It's all in good fun. This is just my personal list. This is nothing that's set in stone. I'm open if you have other suggestions, if you want to say, hey, I know a place is way more haunted than such and such place. Remember, I said this last week. I haven't been to all these places, okay? I've been to a handful of them, but I haven't been to all of them. So I made my determination off of countless hours of research that I did. So maybe you live in a particular state that you don't agree with what I said was the most haunted location. Like I said, maybe you know of another place that you think is way more haunted. I'd like to hear about it. I am not... Gonna be upset if I'm wrong about something, you know. It's it's okay to be wrong sometimes, just not all the time. Anyway, let's let's head to Nebraska, and let's talk about Annie Cook's poor farm. Poor houses were never known for being the most welcoming places, and this Lincoln County poor farm was among the worst. A poor farm was a place where people that were basically destitute, could go and receive housing, a place to live, in exchange for their labor. And at Annie Cook's, many residents were actually worked to death, literally worked to death. And it's said that Annie Cook's ghost remains behind, along with several of the souls that she had tortured at her poor farm. Next stop is Nebraska, excuse me, Nevada, and we're going to be stopping at Piper's Opera House. This Virginia City icon, well, it's been open since 1885, though haunted happenings have only been reported since renovating as recently as 2003. Now, while there are no reports of tragic deaths, it seems several former patrons have stayed behind to continue enjoying the shows that are offered there. Two of the most often reported ghost sightings involve a man with a handlebar mustache and a lady in a blue dress. Next, we're going to head on down to New Hampshire to the Pine Hill Cemetery. This Hollis Cemetery has been called one of the most haunted places in New England. Abel Blood Is the most notorious ghost. Yes, that's his name, Abel Blood, A-B-E-L-B-L-O-O-D. Abel Blood, the most notorious haunted or the most notorious ghost of Pine Hill Cemetery. But there are many others. And it's said that the, the image on Abel Blood's gravestone inverts itself at night and also that he wanders the grounds. Other strange sightings there include floating orbs. They've heard strange tapping sounds there. And other supernatural anomalies. Anomalies. I can't even talk tonight. What is going on? Other supernatural anomalies have been reported at Pine Hill Cemetery. Now we're going to head on up to New Jersey to Clinton Road. This West Milford Road is notorious or its dark tales and haunted happenings. There are stories of KKK meetings there, devil worshipping, and a ghost boy. What is fact is that notorious mafia hitman Richard Iceman Kol- Kolinsky ditched one of his victims off the side of this road. The discovery of the body led to the Iceman's eventual arrest. Now we're going to head on over to the southwest to the great state of New Mexico where my good friend and sometimes co-host and sometimes guest of the show Mr. John Harrison resides. So in New Mexico we have the St. James Hotel. The ghost in this Cimarron Hotel is far from friendly. As a matter of fact, he's so violent that room 18 where he is said to have been murdered is padlocked off and you can't even get in there. They won't even let people rent that room. And they say that if the room is disturbed, that the ghost is said to wreak havoc on the hotel for weeks. Now that... Is a scary thing right there, that the ghost is so freaking violent that if you mess with his room, he's not only going to mess up the hotel, the, the 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 room itself, but he's going to like wreak havoc throughout the whole entire hotel for weeks, like throwing a temper tantrum. There's nothing quite as bad as a ghost who throws a temper tantrum. Man, that's got to be. That's got to be freaky. Wow. I need to uh, get in contact with uh, John Harrison and see if I can't talk him into staying at the St. James Hotel and maybe uh, seeing what he can, can stir up literally while he's there. I think he might be up for that. You know, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, I talk about guest of the show, John Harrison. He's, he, he's the, the resident skeptic is what I call him for the podcast. And he is a total 100% skeptic. And for a while there, I had a regular uh, feature on the podcast called skeptics night where I had him as a guest and he's always taking the skeptical scientific approach to everything. Um, you know, I, I hadn't talked to him in a while but I had him he was on the precipice I was I was slowly converting him I was bringing him over into this world of the paranormal and aliens and conspiracy theories that I live in and he was he's getting there he's he actually likes ancient aliens he's on board with the whole ancient alien thing so hey you know and uh, he, he started getting into conspiracy to, uh some conspiracies. So I, I, he was on the, he was on the ledge. He was on the ledge and he was ready to take the plunge. He was ready to jump off. And then he had to go back to, uh, to New Mexico where he, uh, where he lives. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to get in touch with, with, uh, John and see if I can talk him into going over to uh, the St. James and, uh, And stay a night if it's if it's somewhere close to where he's going to be. I don't know. It may be one of those things where he's in one corner of the state and this in the other. And you know, look, I'm not paying this guy to go over there and do that. He's going to have to foot the bill himself. (laughs) All right. So we go from the southwest in New Mexico all the way back up into the northeast part of the country into New York, and we're going to be stopping at the state. Capitol building. Several ghosts are rumored to have haunted these halls, including two former presidents. Legend has it that a ghost of a man who committed suicide in 1890 and a watchman who died in a fire in 1911 both haunt the grounds of the Capitol building. And then next we go back down south to North Carolina at the Omni Grove Park Inn. This lovely hotel is haunted by the most famous ghost in the state, the Pink Lady. Now, whether a murder or suicide, it is confirmed that she fell to her death and her spirit still lingers. But don't fret. She's said to be a very friendly ghost. Now we move on over to North Dakota and we're going to visit the Children's Museum at Yunker Farm. This is... Sounds like a, such a such a fun place, but it seems that not all the children at Yonker Farm want to leave, though. The museum is said to be haunted by the ghost of a boy who drowned in a well that was there. And the elevators are also said to operate on their own at this spooky children's museum in North Dakota. Now we're going to take a trip to the Midwest, to Ohio, not the Midwest, but the middle of the state, middle of the country, Ohio, at the Ohio State Reformatory. This Manfield prison is home to some of the most violent specters in the state. Ghosts of rioting inmates who frequently fought each other to the death in overcrowded isolation cells are said to haunt this reformatory. And they're not... I repeat, not friendly, they don't like people coming into their spot. And in my opinion, when you have a haunted jail or prison or reformatory, whatever the place is called, most oftentimes the ghosts there aren't very friendly, and you know it stands to reason because uh, what was going on there back when it was a functioning place wasn't a, it wasn't conducive to friendliness, you know. And most of the time, um, I would say ninety nine times out of a hundred, you know, it, the stuff that was going on there was just horrible. Inmates were getting mistreated both by the guards and the administrators, the administrators of the jail, as well as other prisoners, and it just wasn't a fun place to be back in the day, before they had all of these laws that get you know protected the prisoners. And jail, anyway, or prison, is not. I wouldn't. I would think is not a fun place to be in the first place but yet alone, you know, a uh, hundred or more years ago when there were no laws to protect the inmates, and it was basically just um, a place of just violence and, and, and murder and disease. You know, and let's face it, ghosts or spirits, if if you are an asshole in life and you die and you come back as a spirit, you're probably going to be an asshole spirit too. People don't just change because they're dead. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, so I guess i got to be nice now. It, it, you know, it doesn't happen like that. So if if the person was a bad person in life, they're going to be a bad person in death too. And if you go to a haunted prison or reformatory or jail or whatever you want to call it, you should expect to encounter some not-so-nice spirits. Now let's move not too far away from Ohio to the middle of the country again, staying in the middle, to Oklahoma, and we're going to visit the Stone Lion Inn. This Victorian mansion in Guthrie is a cozy bed and breakfast that looks so charming at first glance. It was previously a funeral home though. And after the owner renovated it, she soon found that there were other occupants in the house. The not living kind though. Doors will open and close. Footsteps can be heard up and down the back staircase and there could also, You could also hear the sound of toys being played with at night, as if being played with by little children. Legend says that the former resident's daughter died in the home at the age of only eight years old. So it's believed that the ghosts are the former residents of the home, which is probably a pretty safe bet. Now we're going to move up to the uh, Pacific Northwest area, to Oregon, and we're going to go to the Lafayette Cemetery. Located in the town of Lafayette, or Lafayette, however you want to pronounce it, this cemetery is more than a century old and is known to be haunted by a woman who was tried for witchcraft and hung in the cemetery. It's said that before she died... She cursed the town and said that it would burn down three times. And since then, the town has burned down twice. So there's one more time to go. Her restless spirit, and perhaps others there as well, but hers mainly, is known to haunt the grounds, walking in the shadows, chasing people, even screaming. And there have been accounts of visitors being physically attacked by the spirits at this cemetery. So that's why this one made my most haunted location in Oregon is because the lady, the the woman that was tried as a witch, said that the place was going to burn down three times. And you've got twice, not, not just like oh, the the church will burn down or the courthouse will burn down. She was like, the town's going to burn down three times, and the whole town's burnt the fuck up twice. Now, that is scary. Now, we're going to move over to Pennsylvania to the Gettysburg Battlefield. Now, I will tell you, this is one of the haunted locations that I have visited myself, and let me tell you, this is is a, if you've never been, this is a huge area. It took me basically all day to traverse through this area. And I was in a car, (laughs) if that tells you anything. I mean, this is not one of those places where you walk the trail this is the, the this is so huge you drive through gettysburg and and it's there's just like every 15 feet it seems like there's a monument dedicated to some soldier or some regiment that got wiped out and you know you have to read all these monuments you I mean you know you're you're there for this right now I, there are numerous cases of people who were there at night. I don't know how these people got in there at night. Um, I suppose you, I suppose it's easy to do if you just uh, go in there late in the afternoon and then uh, just stay. I'm sure they have people who patrol the area, but by the time someone found you, you would have had plenty enough time to do what investigating. Or, or mischief or whatever it was that, that you needed to do. Um, uh, I went to um, this place of several years ago, and I, I I was hoping I was going to have um, some sort of experience or capture something on, on film or video or digital, uh, but unfortunately I didn't, and I, I tried my damnedest. I really did. So we've all heard of Gettysburg, and you know this is a historic battlefield in Pennsylvania, and it was the setting for one of, if not the most deadliest, bloodiest battle of the Civil War. And obviously, it's going to be home to a just countless number of ghosts, and to this day, visitors report hearing strange noises like moans, screams, gunfire, cannon. And there's all kinds of documentation out there of the haunted happenings that is going on at Gettysburg. And let me tell you, it's beautiful. It is a beautiful place to go. And if you are uh, a history buff, like I am, if you're into haunted places, like I am, if you're a paranormal investigator, like I am, if you're just one of any of those three things, you really need to go to Gettysburg. Um, It's breathtaking, and it really puts a, a, a new perspective on... History It puts a new perspective on the Civil War. I said, I, I tried so hard to capture something there to have some sort of paranormal experience, but I didn't. And, you know, the ghosts, they don't appear on command, do they, right? Spirits just don't show up just because you want them to. I think the best kind of paranormal experience is the that's well, the one you're not looking for, in my opinion. Maybe I was looking too hard that day when I was there. So now let's go to all the way over to Rhode Island, and we're going to be visiting the Biltmore Hotel. Located in Providence, Rhode Island, the Biltmore Hotel is known as one of the most haunted hotels in the country. It was the inspiration for Stephen King's book, Overlook Hotel, as well as Robert Block's Bates Motel. So that's kind of creepy. Does that creep you out? Huh? Well, the story behind the hotel is that it was opened by a Satanist named Leslie Weiskoft, who planned the hotel to have weekly animal sacrifices, nude waitresses, and more. Now, I'm not down for the animal sacrifices. Nude waitresses, I can get into. uh, Not so much with uh, animal sacrifices. Anyway, during the prohibition, locals and police officers drank and they partied together there, which some believed had to do with the many murders that happened at the hotel. The ghosts of the victims still haunt the premises and it's said that late into the night, people have heard... Partying, raucous partying, laughing, and dancing, despite the bar being closed and empty. Rumor has it that more than one guest has even disappeared completely, never to be heard from again. Now, that is why that made it my most scary place in Rhode Island. Not because of Satanists, not because of being inspired, Inspiring authors to write books and stuff, it's because the guests have disappeared there, dude. you go and you stay there and you disappear I'm not that's one place I don't care to go to. They're like, "Hey, we have this once in a lie opportunity. You can go to the Biltmore Hotel and investigate and pass. Thank you very much. Don't want to do it because i might I might get disappeared." <laughs> Not going to do it. Now we come down to the south again, to South Carolina, the Old Charleston Jail. So another jail on the list. The Old Charleston Jail was opened in the early 19th century and is said to be haunted by numerous notorious inmates, including Lavinia Fisher, who was the first female serial killer in the United States. People have reported hearing voices, objects moving without being touched, and other kinds of creepy and ghostly phenomena. Now, the jail closed all the way back in 1939, but it's still standing right now, although it is basically in decayed ruins. You can still go and see this jail, although I wouldn't advise going in it because it will probably collapse on you and you will die. And then you too will haunt the old Charleston Jail in South Carolina. Next we move on over to South Dakota, to the Bullock Hotel. The historical Bullock Hotel in Deadwood, South Dakota, was opened by a man named Captain Seth Bullock in 1895 and is haunted to this day by that same man. Visitors have reported strange occurrences, including shattering glass, lights and faucets turning off and on by themselves, disembodied voices, and some people have actually seen the apparition of Captain Bullock himself. Although the ghost is fairly active, many people feel assured that his presence isn't malevolent, that he is just there just hanging out in his hotel in a popular – I mean, wh- what more better place for a ho- haunted hotel than in a town called Deadwood? And you can't make this stuff – well, I guess you can, but, I mean, that's crazy that you've got a haunted hotel in a town that's named Deadwood. Just, like I said, it's hard to make this stuff up, man. Hard to make it up. Now that we're through with the S's, we're going to move on to the T's, and we're going to start off with my state. I'm not going to call it my home state because my home state's Alabama. I I know you can say what you want to say. Living in Tennessee now. And I chose for Tennessee, Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. Now, I've never been to Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. I've been wanting to go for the longest time, just haven't been able to make it happen yet. So many times you hear about the Bell Witch Cave. Oh, the Bell Witch Cave this, and oh, the Bell Witch Cave that, and The Bell Witch Cave is haunted and blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you something, people, okay? The Bell Witch Cave is strictly made up. The Bell Witch Cave is there to uh, make money, okay? There is no actual evidence of any sort that there was a witch living in that cave in Adams, Tennessee. There's just no evidence, now, does some strange stuff happen in that cave? Supposedly, yes. I don't know. I've never been. I w- I had my opportunity to go one time, and my wife and I, before we got married, we were still, still dating, we were going there, and we got in an argument in the car and turned around and came back home because we were so pissed off at each other. We didn't want to be around each other, you know. Uh, so... I never have been, but the Bell Witch is a it's a it's a thing. I mean, it's true. There there was something that happened. Uh, the family was attacked. It's all documented. It's all true. It's just that the cave thing is what I I just don't get it. There's just no evidence that there was any witch, or anybody else in a cave in Adams, Tennessee. So forget about the Bell Witch Cave being the most haunted location in this state. Although you could look it up and type in most haunted places in Tennessee and you always get the Bell Witch Cave. But in my opinion... It's the Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. Now, this place might not look like much from the outside if you see it, but it's known as one of the most storied and haunted locations in this state. It's been that way for decades, and it's just really now starting to come to light. It's located at the base of the South Pittsburgh Mountain, and it's been a hot spot for paranormal activity and paranormal investigators since the hospital itself closed in nineteen ninety-eight. So this is still a relative as far as you know haunted locations go, it's still a relatively new haunted location. So in nineteen fifty nine, the facility was founded as the South Pittsburgh Municipal Hospital. It was sixty eight thousand square feet and it was built in response to the growing needs of the local community. The hospital is located on what what's, uh, once was the land of the uh, Native American tribe that was living in the area. And during the Civil War, that same Native American tribe allowed the Union soldiers to store supplies on the property, but the area was later infiltrated by the Confederates. And both Union soldiers and members of the Native American tribe were killed during the skirmish that was there. And some people believe that this reclamation of land and loss of life was what spurred their spiritual activity in the hospital. And other people think that it's the memory of the sick and the dead that haunts that hospital. Either way the Old South Pittsburgh Hospital has made quite a name for itself. Locals and visitors claim that they've heard noises, seen ghostly figures, and caught supernatural entities on film. Even former employees that worked in the Old South Pittsburgh Hospital when it was fully operational claim that inanimate objects would move on their own and that dark Shadows could be seen stalking the halls. And the third floor of the hospital is said to be home of a seven-foot-tall ghost that yells at the living to let people, just to let them be. And there's also said to be a female spirit who takes on the personality of a quote-unquote naughty nurse And there's a toddler that plays along the second floor who's affectionately called Buddy. Now, the naughty nurse thing is, uh, first thing that comes to mind is, you know, the the sexy, naughty nurse Halloween costume. But it's really she touches people uh, inappropriately. And they think it's a nurse. So they call her the naughty nurse. So, like I said, the old South Pittsburgh Hospital is uh, quite the paranormal hotspot here in the state of Tennessee. And hopefully, I've been to several haunted places here in Tennessee, just not there. Hopefully, one day, I'll get to go. Now we move back to the southwest area of the United States. And we're going to go to Texas to the Baker Hotel the Baker Hotel is a Texas landmark located in the town of Mineral Wells. This huge building has been abandoned for a long time, many years, but its intricate, decaying shell still looms over the area. According to local legends, two spirits inhabit this building, the ghost of a bloody woman who has been seen on the seventh floor and the ghost of a man who was caught in an elevator and killed. Now, I don't know exactly what these ghosts do there, but anytime you have a person in a hotel that was killed by an elevator, you have a ghost. And I don't know what it is about people being killed by elevators in hotels that produces ghosts. You know, it's got to be a legend type thing. Well, the guy got killed in the little elevator, so his ghost is gonna haunt the place. So, you know, you you gotta take stuff like that with a grain of salt. Kinda of just like what happened in the Jerome Hotel. A guy was killed in an elevator and supposedly his ghost was there. But now I once again, if you heard the last Last week, when I was talking about my experience at the Jerome Hotel, I've actually been there. I think there may be something to that. This one, I'm not so sure. But the one in Jerome, at the Jerome Grand, definitely there's something to that. Now, let's move on to Utah, to the Rio Grande Depot in Salt Lake City. The Rio Grande is haunted by several ghosts, but the most famous one is the Purple Lady. That's a woman who often appears in the restroom or on the main floor. She and her fiancé, legend goes, had an argument at the depot, and she threw her ring onto the tracks. And after she realized, maybe I shouldn't have done that, and she climbed down to get the ring, she was hit and killed by a train. And there's also a dark man that's seen on the first floor, and security guards report things like flickering lights, lights being turned on and off, hearing voices, and hearing heavy disembodied footsteps. Next up is Emily's Bridge in Vermont. Emily's Bridge is located in Stowe, Vermont, and according to local legend, it's haunted by the ghost of a girl who tragically hung herself there after being abandoned by her husband-to-be. Ghost-curious visitors from all over the country come to experience the eerie phenomena that happens there. Well, what is it? Well, it's things like people being poked and scratched. People see strange shapes and shadows, and some have even taken pictures. And when you look at them, you can see the form of a girl on the image, even though there was no one there at the time that the picture was taken. Emily's Bridge in Vermont. Next up, Virginia and we're going to be visiting the Cold Harbor Battlefield. This is located in Mechanicsville. Cold Harbor Battlefield is the site of the last and one of the bloodiest battles of the Civil War. The grounds are said to be haunted by the spirits of the many soldiers who died there, and the reports of ghosts and other apparitions being seen there is endless. Um, There are trenches there. And a lot of the times the ghosts are, are uh, reportedly seen beside or in those trenches. And I'm sure that the trenches are trenches that are left over trenches from the civil war. And that's why you see the ghosts there. um, It's pretty much echoing the things that you see and hear at uh, Gettysburg. So it's not Virginia. You know, I guess as the crow flies, as they say, it's not all that far from uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. So I've never been to this place. Um, But um, if once again, if you are a paranormal enthusiast or if you're a history buff, uh, you owe it to yourself I think to not only go to Gettysburg but to go to uh, Cold Harbor in Virginia we're coming down to the wire with the last four states on the list all of them begin with W first up is Washington and we're going to go to port excuse me point Defiance Park Point. Defiance Park is located in Ruston, Washington. Now, what may look like an ordinary park is actually said to be haunted by not one, but two ghosts. Visitors have reported hearing a young girl riding her bike in the middle of the night, although nothing could be seen. The, there's a pagoda there that seems to have the most of the paranormal activity around it, and people have experienced things like cold drafts. They've heard disembodied voices. They've heard singing. They've heard sighing. They've heard footsteps walking up on them. All disembodied, nothing there to be seen. What is really creepy is hearing the girl riding her bike in the middle of the night. He, they hear like the sounds of like a, a what sounds like a, a young girl giggling and, and, and all that, riding a bicycle in the middle of the night. Now, how freaky is that to hear that noise coming at you, but not see anything? You're like some giggling little disembodied ghost girl Riding a bike er-ee, er-ee, with a little bell, ding ding ding, coming at you. can shit your pants over that, and then you run away to a bathroom to throw your underwear away. <laughs> Next up, we're going to West Virginia, and you can probably guess what I'm going to say in West Virginia. Uh, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. Right? It's Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. So this is one of those places that's probably on the radar of just about every paranormal investigator out there. This place has gotten so much attention, it's crazy, no pun intended there. So this treatment facility for the mentally ill is just a strange haunted place where some really, really horrible things came to pass, like there was a bunch of overcrowding, unethical experiments on patients, as in a number of American 19th and even 20th century psychiatric hospitals happened. It's just, you know, back in the, all the way up through the early 20th century, there was just so much unethical stuff happening in hospitals and psychiatric hospitals. It's crazy. And Trans Allegheny is definitely one of those places. This gothic abandoned building is just, it's kind of sitting there rotting in, in Western Virginia. Uh, while the ghosts dominate the premises there, they're just in these. Buildings, just endless, endless buildings with tunnels and stuff. Now, paranormal experiences that have been reported there, and this is just some of them, include, of course, seeing ghosts of the people who lived and died there, um, doctors, patients alike. There's been reports of people being attacked, getting pushed, scratches, disembodied voices, all kinds of EVPs and stuff going on there. It's just a hotbed for paranormal activity. Like I said, it's one of the most widely uh, known haunted locations in the United States. Probably one of the most popular ones because so many people have uh, had experiences there. And so it's been on so many of these paranormal investigation shows, you know, uh, it's it's Probably on a lot of people's you know top three lists of places that they would want to go. I would I would like to go there. I don't know that I would ever get the chance, but I certainly w- wouldn't turn down an opportunity. Two more to go. Next up is Nelson's Hall in Wisconsin. Nelson's Hall is located on Washington Island in Wisconsin. This historic pub is haunted by its original owner, Tom Nelson, who kept the bar open by claiming his drinks were medicinal during Prohibition. After he died at the ripe old age of 90, his ghost went on to haunt the premises, making footsteps in the upstairs apartment, changing the radio station on the radio and appearing In the women's bathroom, like a dirty old man ghost. That's great. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And that leads us to our final stop on our haunted road trip. Finally, last stop is in Wyoming at the Occidental Hotel in Buffalo. Now, according to local legend, this historic Occidental Hotel in Buffalo was haunted by a woman with long, dark hair and a white dress who died on the second floor. Visitors have reported objects being moved in their rooms, such as furniture and personal items, strange, disembodied noises, and some people have even seen the apparition outright. And that's going to do it for our haunted road trip, the most haunted location in all 50 states, official para-reality guide. That does it. So I know that I didn't include a ton of information about every site out there, but you just can't include everything about every site because there's 50 of them, and I've only got an hour to do this podcast. So I couldn't do everything that I really wanted to. I just hit the high points. And like I said, if you live in in one of these locations that are, that was just so dumb. Of course you live in one of these locations. (laughs) If you're in or close to one of these locations and you think that there are other locations that are more haunted, you let me know. I'm up for being wrong. As a matter of fact, I, you know, there's, I don't know about every haunted location in every 50 states, you know, all 50 states. So I'm up for hearing about some places that maybe aren't so popular that, you know, a lot of people have never heard of that maybe only locals know about. I'm up for that. So, you know, if, if I, you disagree with what I said about the most haunted location in your state, then please. Email me, sandman at parareality.com, and uh, let me know. I'm always up for hearing about new haunted locations. And if I'm wrong about your state, then I'm wrong. It's okay to be wrong every once in a while, like I said. Well, that about does it for this haunted road trip thanks for listening and as always before i close it out i got one more thing i want you to listen to do you like being scared does the feeling of your throat tightening fear leaving you unable to scream exciting but the answer to these questions is yes then you should listen to scared to death stories of suspense science fiction and horror Scared to Death airs the third Friday of every month at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Tune in for the fright of your life. fed up with the way things are going in the world? Have you always wanted to say whatever was on your mind without having to listen to someone bitch about it or suffer any repercussions? Well, me too. That's why I created the Set It Off podcast. I'm sick and tired of the stupidity that's going on around here, and I'm going to let everybody know how I feel about it. So hop on board this train and fasten your seatbelt because I'm about to set it off. Set it off can be heard on your favorite podcast station. New episodes drop on the fourth Friday of every month at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. You never know what I'm going to say next. I hope that you enjoyed tonight's episode of Reality. If you want to leave a comment about that or anything else about the podcast, let me tell you how you can get in touch with me here because there are a few different ways that you can do it. And here they are. The, of course, the best and quickest and easiest way to do it is to email me. My email address is sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. Or you can always find me on my social media accounts. First of all, you can look me up on Facebook. And that address is facebook.com slash sandman Facebook.com slash sandman Para reality, you can post a message on my wall, send me a friend request, or slide into my DMs there, like the kids say, and uh, I'll uh, always answer you back. If you have a Twitter or an Instagram account, you can follow me on both of those. My username is at para real Radio. that's at Para. Real Radio on both Instagram and Twitter. And finally, you can always call me here on the podcast. I do have a line coming into the secret bunker here at the podcast studio. The number is 615-692-1170. That number to call once again is 615-692-1170 just call up and leave me a message on the voicemail. But I want you to remember this. If you do decide to leave me a message, you're giving me permission to play your comment back on the podcast. So if you don't want that to happen, you'll need to let me know somewhere in your message. Now, I'm always looking for interesting stories for the podcast. So if you have a story that you'd like to get on the show Tell it to me over the voicemail. There's a three-minute time limit, so if you run out of time, call back and pick up where you left off. And please don't forget to visit Parareality.com. That's my website. This is a place where you can keep up with not only what's going on here on the podcast, but with all the latest paranormal news from all around the world. I've got an entire page of the website devoted to Paranormal news is on the para news tab and the content of that is updated almost daily. You can also shop in the para reality store, get you some swag, some shirts or something like that. Watch some of the terrible show videos that I've made for the, for the podcast over the years and listen to the podcast archives. I've got tons of audio at parareality.com from the various incarnations of parareality throughout the years when I was on live 365, when I was on terrestrial radio. And since I've been here on Spreaker and doing my podcast that way as well, um, I've got, uh, man, just so much audio from the various incarnations of parareality throughout the years, along with my other podcasts that I do monthly set it off and scared to death. You can find all of that content for absolutely free, no cost to you on the archive section of the website. That's parareality.com. Make sure you check it out. Parareality can be heard on your favorite podcast station. Just search for parareality. If you have a smart speaker and any of those skills, podcast station skills, you can listen there too. I'm on Alexa as well. And if you have um, any of those skills on your devices, on your smart speakers set up, just say, play the Para Reality Podcast. I've also got a YouTube account, and you can listen to the podcast there too, because I upload all of the audio from this podcast to YouTube. I do have a lot of people who choose to listen to the podcast on YouTube. I've also got some videos up there like UFO and paranormal documentaries. Um, I've got um, some chemtrail videos Um, I'm getting into every once in a while. I'll shoot a video of me doing the podcast, and I'll post that up on YouTube as well. So, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of – I've got some terrible, horrible videos that I did back when I was trying to do – Uh, a web, uh, a web TV series by myself with no cameraman. It's horrible. It sucked. Uh, I've got that up there too, just for, you know, for, for shits and and giggles, you can feel free to laugh at it because I know it's horrible and I put it up there for your viewing pleasure. So if you want to find me on YouTube, just go to youtube.com slash user slash para reality one. That's the number one not spelled out, it's just parareality with the number one attached to it. All right, so that about does it for tonight. Uh, I want to tell you one more thing before I hop off the air here. Um, one of my other podcasts that I do is called Scared to Death, and I replay uh, some old, old radio uh, plays, old horror science fiction Uh, radio plays back from like the 40s and 50s and stuff like that. It's pretty popular, and um, since it is Halloween, it's the spooky season, I've got a special Halloween double feature coming up. Now, usually, Scared to Death airs on the fourth Friday of every month. However, since it's Halloween season, I am not going to air scared to death, on the fourth Friday of this month. Instead, it's going to be on October the 30th, which is uh, a Saturday. So I'm going to have a special double feature that I like to call it, starting at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time on October the 30th. You're going to get to hear the original radio play of Dracula, followed by the original radio play of Frankenstein at 9 p.m. Central Time. So that's a special double feature on my companion podcast, Scared to Death, 8 o'clock p.m. Central on October 30th. You'll get to listen to the original Dracula, followed by Frankenstein at 9. If you want to listen to the show... Just go to your favorite podcast station and type in scared to death and you'll be able to find it. Speaking of uh, next episodes of stuff, the next episode of Parareality is going to air on November the 5th. That's Friday, November the 5th at 8 o'clock p.m. Central U.S. time. Make sure you turn on, tune in, and find out. And make sure you... Turn on and tune in on Saturday, October 30th at 8 p.m. to my special double feature on Scared to Death of Dracula followed by Frankenstein at 9 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Everyone, I hope that this podcast opens up your mind to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. I hope that you have a wonderful evening. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, a great Halloween, and I will see you again on Friday, November 5th, at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Good night, everybody. Happy Halloween. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe.